live wires on the team connect get respect for they realness i know you feel this the best part about the last break we just took was you and i both like going over the schedule to see, you know, how fast of a start can they get off to? Where I know they got a stretch in December where they're on the road for like two weeks where they could lose virtually every game. It's going to be a lot of fun. The stretches, I will say, as we continue, to, I, we're talking a lot more Hornets than I even wanted yeah. to. I just wanted seven minutes and about I get, the luncheon. And I gave you 15. That's <laughs> the kind of guy I am. You, know, you gave us a lot more, but you're right. The way that the schedule stacks up, they have the longest ever homestand. I believe that's true. I'm not going to get drummed to research it, but I believe they do have the longest homestand, certainly in recent history, and they it is a very sectioned off type of schedule. They don't, you know, they're not going back and forth, back and forth. They have three games on the road, three games at home. It is very much built like that. All right, so let's dive back into some uh, some audio. We'll go back to Frank Reich's press conference yesterday where a lot of questions about the veterans that they've brought in, whether they're producing the way that they expected them to. And Frank said uh, they still need time to adjust to the scheme. As the season has gone on, you know, we've continued to churn a few the roster a little bit and f- bring some guys in that are, are helping and that we, you know, still need to learn the system more but that we feel are, are making are helping us to get better um so we just got to keep finding ways to play winning football for 60 minutes um you know that comment the vest that they brought in i think they're definitely getting some stuff out of uh justin houston he's been popping up flashing uh here and there but when you talk about adjusting yeah i mean this is an adjustment still at the end of the day that's also something else to be put at play here is the fact that this staff was turned over uh and pretty much an all-new staff and then they also brought in uh, a lot of pieces as well so i would imagine that's going to take uh, a little bit of time as well but still some of the flaws there have nothing to do with scheme or uh, anything of that nature some of it's just can you play or not? Yeah, I mean, you're talking about the veteran replacements that Troy Hill comes to mind. You have Justin Houston that you mentioned signed right before the regular season started. We do like Justin Houston. Even the wide receivers, if we're counting those as veterans, Adam Thielen, DJ Chark. DJ Chark got loose a couple times downfield, had the busted coverage. Thielen was targeted more than anybody in this game, and that was the favored connection for Andy Dalton. But it is taking some time, hopefully just not too much longer now, before the Panthers find some winning ways. I was going to ask you, Walker, very excited about the addition of Von Bell this offseason. Has he made the type of impact on the Panthers' defense through three weeks that you expected to upon him coming over from Cincinnati. Had the interception. I still think Von Bell is a smart football player. I thought he played well enough against the Saints. Did not play well against the Falcons. The whole team did a poor job tackling. Frankie Luvo, even, who was all over the football field, just didn't wrap up enough to tackle some of the guys that had the football in their hands. And so that was really tough. But yeah, I think Von Bell was fine enough. Problem is Xavier Woods, he went down and he was having a very nice season as a starting safety. So hopefully the back end can hold up. Yeah, um, that he was. But as far as Von Bell right now, currently ranked the 45th best safety in all of football from an analytics standpoint. So uh, I would say not really. Mm. Less with the numbers today and the analytics that do not favor the Panthers. All right. (laughs) Josh Graham, friend of the show, very close, dear friend of mine, because we share the same first name. And, you know, we like to give takes. Remember, 
an ACC media day, he picked Miami as the team to win the ACC. That could still very well happen. But he, he said, said the U is number two. Yeah, he oh, didn't that's pick right, to, win. to make the ACC title He's game. He's very clear about the U being number two. But yesterday on his show, The Drive, he said that my Tar Heels, they're dark horse contenders to make the college football playoff. Don't say they're not a college football playoff dark horse. Look at where TCU was at this time a year ago, and you tell me how plausible at that point it was for them not just to get to the playoff, but to win a playoff game, get to the national championship game. If TCU can do it with a first-year coach, why not Mac Brown and Drake May? If TCU can do it with a quarterback that looks like Josh Graham, why not? Why not Drake May? Why not Mac Brown? That was a really big test that they aced. Wes. I know it's hard for you to talk about my heels in a non-biased manner, uh-huh. but at 4-0 and and ranked 15th in the country, and a quarterback that can throw touchdowns with his left hand, are my heels a dark horse to make the playoff? Hell no. Uh, let's just keep it a buck here, all right? Uh, you know, I, I picked the heels preseason to go 6-6. Six and six. They've done a good job so far beating up on teams that I feel like they should. I believe when we picked them, I think I had them 3-1 and one to start the season. You had them losing to Minnesota, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this is the team that its toughest matchups are ahead of them. So I'd have to see them in those type of settings before I got close to any of those types of vibes. We already know 50-hour uh, clash about the Syracuse Orange, and then you've got Miami uh, as well on the horizon. Then a little bit of an easy stretch before Duke, Clemson, and NC State. So I would say no, no. Because you don't think they're going to win, right? Because the yeah. schedule would allow you to think they can get there. This is still the 10th best total defense in all of the ACC. We've seen at times it's showing its head again, and I've said over the last eight games, Drake made 14 touchdowns to eight interceptions, so I want to see him get in some of these big games to really light it up as well, too, before I would even come close to wrapping my mind around that. I think North Carolina has as good of a shot as the other teams that are high up in the ACC outside of Florida State. I would say Florida State is number one. Clemson at two losses is already behind the eight ball because you already lost to Duke and you lost to Florida State. So their chances of being a top 14, they're out the window at this point. If you go to North Carolina, Duke, Miami, all of the 4-0 and schools outside of Florida State, I think they all have a very similar dark horse type of shot. And plus, when you talk about having what I think is still the best quarterback in the ACC, maybe outside of Jordan and what he's doing with Florida State with some excellent wide receivers, even if Johnny Wilson will drop the football. Yeah, I think Drake May has that possibility. Would I bet on it? Would I bet any kind of peanut butter going on the top of my head? No, I would not. But dark horse is the key word here. And I do think that North Carolina could be a dark horse to make the playoff. The bagel guy says, sounds like another bet. What would Wes have to do if UNC <laughs> makes the playoff? Can we make a proverbial bet, Wes? Oh, that? I'm for that all day long. I mean, give, me that, gonna... it, give me that UNC to the CFP but bet all day. But it's more of like nothing on my end. But it, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, buddy. For you. That's called a fool's bet. Right, exactly. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So remember my first flash, we talked about Taylor Swift uh, getting more money for Travis Kelsey and maybe even bringing love to a loveless Anthony Flounder Pagnata. She also maybe gave way to Bill Belichick having his best quote as a head coach in the National Football League. Here's what he said on the Greg Hill show about Travis Kelsey, uh, Travis Kelsey hooking up with the pop star. Swifty to Swifty, uh, Taylor Swift was in attendance to watch Travis Kelsey's game with his mom in the box. Seems like they may be the new it couple. 
Where do you fall on that? <laughs> Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, power couple in the NFL. Well, I would say that Travis Kelsey's had a lot. Kelsey's had a lot of big catches in his career. <laughs> <laughs> this would be the biggest. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, I like that from Belichick, man. Any chance you get to see his sense of humor, uh, you love it. And I think he's 100% correct. Uh, I talked about when we first brought up this topic with the ex-girlfriend calling him a cheapo and saying that they had to split everything 50-50. So I think this is the perfect one for him. He does not have to split anything because she has her own bag that trumps his by quite a lot. My question is, the reporter asking that question said from Swifty to Swifty, is Bill Belichick a closet Taylor Swift fan? You didn't we, know this? I did not know this information. Oh, yeah. He went and saw her when she played at Gillette over the summer. Oh, yeah. Belichick ah, Swifty. And okay. this is someone that likes her music by himself. Is this someone that has a relative that really likes it or a daughter or a son that really likes Taylor Swift and took them to a concert? Or this is real. Bill Belichick is a Swifty. No, he Bill Belichick, the mad scientist genius coach that he is okay enjoys watching taylor swift perform her music i had no clue but that is excellent information and i'm glad i have that now and i'm glad that bill belichick was having some fun with the media the other question i have is has there been anything to devour your timeline like the relationship between travis kelsey and taylor swift nothing i can't scroll beyond Sanders. i get no it's more Rihanna's yeah, I, said, I said that's the only yeah. other thing. It's more. I can't scroll four tweets without seeing something to do with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I don't want to be the old hater. I don't want to do it. I'm here <laughs> for the jokes, but everyone is running wild with trying to fit in any Taylor Swift song reference in there, any album reference. Now we've got Swifties learning football, which is a hilarious thing. I'm here for the story, but I need a break from it every little bit when we're only two days removed from Taylor Swift seeing Travis Kelsey. Kelsey play in person, and my timeline is going nuts already. Man, it's going to be sad when she has to watch him lose to the 49ers in the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's going to be really sad. That's right. I, I wanted to dissect her not only in the box, but sitting with Mama Kelsey, who we all got to know on a national level and love during the Super Bowl week. I mean, I think it's fair to say that her relationship is moving rather swiftly. Oh, yes, wrong, wrong. that was nicely done. Nicely done. With uh, with the with the the, uh, the the tight end for the Chiefs, how long do you think they've been together and we're just now knowing about it? If she's already in the box with 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 Mama. With no, Mama I K. think this is quick. We know that's the Hollywood way. They do everything quick and fast and in a hurry. So I think it's just like what they said. He got in her DMs recently. And now things are progressing as she's sitting up there with mama. I saw a tweet that said, I know that I'm 33 years old when I totally understand why she's already meeting mama. Like, we ain't got time to waste. <laughs> We're 33 years old. We're single. We need to get the job done. Here's my mom. You can meet my parents. Let's get this thing. Let's get this thing moving. I saw that. So very relatable tweet for anybody that is in their 30s, being single and starting to date. But I have no clue how long they've been dating. What is funny, though, is the Travis Kelsey look. When they're walking out of the stadium together and somebody just happened to be in the right place at the right time. And Taylor Swift, it's it's hilarious to see that Taylor is so used to all of the attention nonstop. Where Travis Kelsey, very famous, especially in our sports corner of the world, but not like this. There's a reason that he gained 400,000 followers or something like that. Now that he's walking out 
holding the hand or being alongside Taylor Swift, and he gives you that little smirk, like, I don't know how to handle this. Yeah. This is a lot. I, I, am, <laughs> I am going 400 miles per hour, and if I stop, I don't know if it's I don't know how to handle this type of speed. It seems a little out of control. She got him lit, just like when uh, Travis Scott got with uh, Kylie Jenner, and his record sales went through the roof, man. When you mess with those big, big mainstream A-list celebrities, yeah. or your girlfriend does a lot of wonders. Help Jay-Z when he got with Beyonce, man. It's just the effect that they have, but yeah. Uh, Travis is definitely in for attention that he does not quite yet understand. The best part is, according to Mahomes, he's just very casual about it. He told them on Friday, yeah, she's she's coming to the game. And, like, no one believed him because he's just, like, being very nonchalant because he knows in their relationship he's not he's not the breadwinner. Jason Kelsey was also <laughs> discussing how Travis, Kel- how, how Travis is not sharing a ton of information. And we played that soundbite yeah. where Jason's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's true, but Travis isn't bragging about it or anything like that. He shot his shot. He did a fun little Taylor Swift twerk out at practice to, I think, confirm the rumors. And now we know <laughs> we saw Taylor Swift up there with Mama Kelsey watching her new boy. I think that's what we're watching. Well, right I now. mean, too, you know, that's a man that's used to getting a lot of women. And also, too, you know, he's trying to. He tried his best to keep it coy as, as as long as he could because he had to cut off the other women uh, for Taylor Swift. So, you know, that's a little bit of a process as well. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> Teach me your ways, Wes Bryant. I wouldn't know.